Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Middle Class Rockstar. This is episode number 55. All right, we're rolling back on that weekly train. Doing it weekly, not every other this year for as long as I can. I imagine there will be a little break in the summer again. But for now, weekly episodes. And I've got some exciting stuff um, coming up too. I've got some really cool guests coming on. And uh, yeah, it's going great. I'm loving it. A little bit of personal news, personal promo. I have a new single that's out today. It's called Peace of the Valley, and it's up on streaming platforms everywhere. Um, It's quite a bit different than a lot of the other stuff I've put out, the Americana vibe. This song has a synth doubling the bass line, gospel, choir, harmony, um, and a funky horn line going on through it. So I'm really excited how it came out. The band sounds great. Um, I think it was kind of going for maybe sort of a, a Dawes vibe production-wise. So anyway, you can check that out, Peace of the Valley, on streaming platforms anywhere. And here's a very short snippet of what it sounds like. Get me a little place In the mountain air My own neighbors Are miles away from here There'll be no batteries here And I won't plug in There'll be no cool kids I'll just fit right in I wanna give it up and go out on my own I want a piece of the valley A piece of the There you go. That's all you get for now. I'm now on Patreon. The podcast is now on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Andy Sido, S-Y-D-O-W, for the price of a cup of coffee per month, as Joe Pug says on his podcast. You can help keep this podcast alive, help me keep doing my music thing. Um, Go to Patreon slash Andy Sido if that's something you're interested in. I would appreciate it very, very much. If you want to help out in a completely free way, um, give this podcast a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Or go follow me on Spotify, Andy Sitto, whatever. Those things help a ton. They only take a second. Um, And those things are important. You know, the rate and the review. People look at that when they're deciding what their new podcast is going to be. So that, that helps me out a lot if it's something you enjoy, and I would greatly appreciate it. My guest today is Megan Rose Ellsworth. She's from the small mountain community of Sisters, Oregon, a place bursting at the seams with music and art. Although now she resides in Denver, Colorado, and in May of 2020, she finished her BA in music business and songwriting at the University of Colorado at Denver, which is also where I went. She plays in a group called Sister Neapolitan with Katie Smith and Anna Margolis, It's beautiful three-part harmonies. It's absolutely astonishing. You need to go check them out. Um, They sound like they could fit on a bill with I'm With Her or Milk Carton Kids. And a couple of their songs up online include Devil's Lament, Lullaby, and Time to Grieve. Also, the song you're listening to in the background quietly right now is one of my songs that's going to be released uh, on an upcoming EP in the next couple months. And they sang the backing vocals, so I thought it'd be a good thing to play for the... Um, monologue music today. Megan's current project um, is her own stuff. It's her solo project, and she goes by her last name, Ellsworth, spelled E-L-L-W-O-R-T-H, in all capital letters. The L's are capital, the H is capital, the W's capital. There's no lowercase here. She's going by Ellsworth, and she's putting out her first album under Ellsworth on January 29th. 
so in just, uh, I think, two weeks from today, or two weeks from tomorrow, whatever, a week from tomorrow, by the time this airs, excuse me, and she'll be releasing it also under the name Ellsworth. She loved the name so much, she thought, why not? I'm going to name my first album that, too. And it is great. It's a great name. It's a great last name, and it's a great artist name. Uh, she recently released the first two singles off this forthcoming album, Growing Pains, came out on December 18th, and we're actually going to start the episode by playing that song. We usually do a song at the end, but uh, Megan gets two songs in this episode because we jump into talking about Growing Pains right at the beginning of the episode. So we're actually going to start off with Growing Pains. Um, then the second single, which came out on January 8th, is entitled When You Do. Um, and she talks about her influences on these as we get into it. There's a lot of Tom Petty influence, which I think is just awesome. And then we actually have the pleasure of premiering a track here on Middle Class Rockstar, the song Dear Rosie, uh, which comes out on streaming platforms everywhere on January 22nd, can be heard right here on Middle Class Rockstar podcast on January 21st, January 21st, excuse me, which is the release date of this episode. So, Stay tuned to the end and you get to hear a brand new, never-before-heard Ellsworth song called Dear Rosie. Before we jump into the interview, I want to give a quick thanks to our sponsors, PQ Mastering and Narrator Music. PQ Mastering puts the finishing touches on this podcast. And for any of your audio or restoration needs, go to www.pqmastering.com. Also, Narrator Music. For simple and affordable licensing for sync, visit narratorrf.com. Here's Growing Pains by Ellsworth, followed by our conversation. Can you see me through the barbed wire? The bleeding's almost done. Caught up in a web of lies, my own mind spun. Can you see me through the
What's going on? Hello. Not much. Eating my lunch. <laughs> Eating your lunch. I love it. You got some lettuce in there. You got some grain. Oh, yeah. A little tuna, a little gluten-free bread. Oh, my God. A little God. veg. It's Sounded great. like a good sandwich to me until you mentioned tuna. And then I- <laughs> <laughs> I'm very pro-fish. <laughs> great. Great. I love it. Pro-eating fish. The fish might yes. think you're pro-fish. No, maybe I'm anti-fish then. <laughs> and what do I call you now? Could do I still call you Megan or or do we just go by Ellsworth? What's the you what's the protocol? Refer to me as Supreme Leader. Supreme um, Leader. <laughs> that's a joke. Uh, <laughs> um yeah, I'm going by my last name because there's literally like billions of Megan Roses in the world. And turns out there's also a lot of Ellsworths. So, you know, I'm just kind of screwed either way, but I'm just all capital Ellsworth now. <laughs> and, and okay, all, ca- all capital letters. The L's are capital, the S is capital, the H is capital. Oh yeah, all Even of the them. W. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then when you, as an author, are you going by like Megan R. Ellsworth? Um, I'm still person? like, as an author, I still go by Megan Rose Ellsworth. I tend to use like my full name for most things. And then Ellsworth is like my artist name. I love that you're doing that now to the art, the, the solo artist thing, because you've been doing stuff with Sister Neapolitan for a while. Yes. Are you still doing things with Sister Neap- Neapolitan? Excuse me. Oh, yes. I will be doing things with Sister Neapolitan for as long as I live. Forever. And um, yeah, Katie and Alana, my two bandmates are like my soul sisters and um i absolutely love making music with them so yeah and they're just so supportive of me like pursuing this solo career which is so great and i love them for that uh and we actually have an album coming out in march or april hopefully soon so that's exciting what's that one called that one uh i don't know yet (laughs) is is the recording done are you guys where are you in the process um well we have just minor edits to make just some more like little kind of tweaks and things in the recording process and then we're going to move on to mixing and mastering which shouldn't take too long um and then hopefully yeah sometime in the spring between like march and may we hope to release the album so nice awesome awesome are you gonna are you gonna do singles first and things like that like how, how many songs are there um, there's going to be eight songs. Okay. And I actually don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I just said it. So yeah. I'm allowed to say it. <laughs> yeah, you can do um, anything on this podcast. Yes. We've been kind of hinting at just, we were hinting at just like a small EP of like four songs. Um, but now we've doubled that in quarantine and our, um, 
making a, a full length of eight songs. Awesome. So, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Um, but the solo stuff in the meantime, the all capital Ellsworth, um, <laughs> you, that's a cool name right there. The all, capital all capital Ellsworth. Ellsworth. I love that. Whatever the next <laughs> project is. So you've just started putting out singles from that. And I know the full album is coming out in just a couple of weeks on the 29th of January, 2021 for whenever people are listening to this episode. <laughs> uh, but the first single that came out was Growing Pains on uh, December 18th mm-hmm. of 2020, the year of the massacre. And <laughs> what, what, uh, what was the inspiration behind that? Talk about the tune a little bit. Yes, I love this song. <laughs> I have never truly felt this way about a recording of mine. Um, that's like just me. I've I always feel this way about Sister Neapolitan um, because it feels a little less narcissistic when it's like your band because there's other people. (laughs) Right, right, right. But when you say, I just feel so weird sometimes saying like, oh, I love a song that I wrote, but I do. And it's a really awesome feeling. Um, I wrote this song at the very beginning of quarantine um, last year. So like early March, late February. And um And it was kind of just about uh, myself, basically. Uh, And just beginning this whole process that we were all starting together, basically, the whole shutdown, lockdown, COVID crisis. Um, And I just felt so insular and um, was really turning inward. And kind of when you, I experience when I feel like that, it's almost as if like, it's like, can anybody else see me? Like, am I purely just inside right now? Is this like flesh husk, like actually doing things or I don't know what's going on. So like the first line, like, can you see me through the barbed wire is kind of like, um, like, can you see me through this like skin suit? (laughs) Yeah. Um, essentially. And, um, and then I, uh, learned how to play the game hearts. And so that's where, uh, the chorus came from. And then actually my dear, dear friend of mine, uh, Caroline Stump, who, uh, is my podcast co-host on the Songwriter Diaries. She also helped with the, she gave me some inspiration for the chorus lines as well. And, yeah and originally like playing this song it was just me and my guitar and then I got in the studio with Matt Hoffman who recorded this last album of mine and or this this album and um we this like little song that I just wrote on a couch turned into like this fun little like country Americana bop and um I'm really obsessed with it to be honest (laughs) that's so it's on your own playlist yeah (laughs) but like the ones that you listen to not just the ones you make yes (laughs) I would yes I listen to it probably too regularly (laughs) oh that's odd it's so cool to feel that way about your own music and if you think about it it's not you know I think it's an accomplished feeling but it's not necessarily that weird because you listen to music you love music right and so that's the purpose is to enjoy a song so if you enjoy your own song and can listen to it that's that's a bonus, you know, that's, yeah. uh, you don't have to pay for streaming sites anymore. Yeah. I can just go to my files and listen to it. 
Um, who were you channeling? Who was the, who were your influences on that song? Um, I would say in, in like a pretty huge influence of mine, not just on this song, um, but I think it comes out the most on this song is Tom Petty. Yeah. Um, I love that man and he left this world far too soon. Um, and ever since I was a little kid, I've loved him and Paul McCartney and the Beatles. And so I think like, especially Tom's kind of country Western influence from growing up in the South. uh, I think that kind of found its way into this song, especially in the recording. Um, And so, yeah, I think Tom Petty is a big influence for, for growing pains for sure. Awesome. I feel that. I feel that in there. I love him. Yeah. (laughs) You know, have you guys done, did sister ever do a, a, a Petty song? You know, in rehearsals, we've practiced versions of Wildflowers, and oh, no. my favorite song by him is off of that album called Time to Move On. Yes. Oh, my God. I love that song. Such, that's my favorite Petty album. Yes. Uh, crawling yes. to you at the end of the album. Oh, my God. That's my jam. So good. Oh, man. But, um, yes, uh, we've never done one live or really for the general public. But I would love to do one with Sister Neapolitan. The the uh, J, uh, the Whale and Jennies yes. for their 15th anniversary album did a cover of Wildflowers and it brought me to tears. It was so beautiful. And so I don't think I want to cover that one just because that cover's so good. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah. Time to move on would be great. I who just did that? Uh that I heard. Oh, this band called the Michigan Rattlers. Oh, I don't know. I'm not know sure where they're, where they're from, but they did. I heard that they did a Time to Move On cover because I will frequently do that. Artists that I love, like Tom Petty, I'll pick a song and type in Time to Move On covers. And That's you find, brilliant. You know, whatever it is. And you find, right? Do, do you ever do that? And then you find versions of your favorite songs that you like, maybe even more than the original sometimes. Wow. I've never done that, but I'm going to start doing that for sure. That's cool. <laughs> That's uh. I don't know. I love doing that sort of thing, but <laughs> I love that you do that. <laughs> um, and and so now the second tune, which I think had a similar vibe, but was um, a similar-ish vibe, but definitely some other influences in there too. Um, when you do mm-hmm. just came out on the eighth, so what a week ago, yes. something like yeah. that. Um, mm-hmm. Just bang bang on the singles. I love it. Let's talk about that one a little bit. Uh, yeah, that one I wrote actually long before quarantine, um, probably about a year or two ago. And it was after I I got broken up with (laughs) and I was salty. (laughs) Um, maybe not even salty. I was just mostly a big, sad bean. Um, so I wrote that song and that, that came out of that, uh, breakup. And I think it's one of my favorite songs I've ever written. I love that. And who did you, I, I was going to say who, who's this song about? No, don't tell us that. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go to this person's house. Um, <laughs> no, what, what? Please don't. <laughs> you, know what, you know what? People are storming the Capitol. I'm middle-class rock star. We're going to start. Yes. Anybody who broke up with anybody who's ever been on this podcast, we're going to teach them a lesson or two. Yeah. <laughs> but do you have you did you has this person heard the song and if they've heard it do you think they know it's about them 
I don't think they've heard it. Okay. But I think they would know that it was it's about them if they, if they did did hear it. <laughs> Have you ever thought about sending it? Like, by the way. No. <laughs> by the way, uh, I wrote a song about how you broke up with me that one time. Here it is. Happy birthday. <laughs> Send it on the birthday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, no. Well, <laughs> I'm going to pretend that they did hear it and they were brought to tears. Good. That's right. And, and we're pissed off too at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, what the heck, man? What have I, what have I done? <laughs> what have I done? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, and so you are back in Denver now, too. I know you, you're originally from Oregon, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And, and you also just graduated, too, right? Back in May. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> Shout out to see you, Denver. Shout out to alumni. Ooh, that's right. Ooh, ooh, ooh. What, do you, what do you have to say for graduating? Thank God. That's the <laughs> that's going to be in the alumni magazine. Yeah, they're going to be so proud. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, alumni says, thank God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For your education. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so did you, you went home right afterwards or did you stay? What, how did you handle everything shutting down? Cause I guess you finished school online. Yes. So I finished school online and instead of attending the virtual graduation, I went on like a week long camping trip with some, um, some of my like quarantine people that we were all like living together. Um, so like my roommates (laughs) and, uh, we did that. And then I pretty much just stayed in Denver for two months. And then, uh, my grandfather got very sick, um, this past summer. And so I went back to Oregon for pretty much like a month. I went back twice equaling about a month and a half. Um, and then he actually passed away this past fall, which was good, um, because he was in a lot of pain. Um, so, but I actually have a new song about that whole grieving and um, death process that's going to hopefully come out on maybe the next album I record. Who's to yeah. say? Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> were, were you guys close? Yeah, we were actually uh, very close. So it was kind of, it was pretty hard. Um, I was not able to go home for the funeral in um november but i was i was able to go home in chris uh for christmas and be with my family and kind of grieve together and and spend christmas with them so but yeah now i'm i'm back in denver uh and um doing good happy clam over here (laughs) what what was your initial thoughts when all when your gigs got canceled and you knew that you were not going to see your friends again before graduation. Some of your friends piecing out in May and that's it. What was your initial reaction to, you know, processing all that? Um, I was honestly pretty pissed. (laughs) I was like, fuck COVID. (laughs) Fuck this whole situation. I hate this. Um, I was very sad, especially on the day of graduation. My family like had to cancel their flights and their Airbnb. Like my grandpa was going to come to my graduation. 
mm. all this stuff. Um, and that all got canceled. And so I remember on the day of what would have been my graduation, uh, my partner, Colin, um, took a piece of paper and wrote, I hereby decree something, something that Megan Ellsworth has graduated and is smart and beautiful. And him and um, our roommates played pomp and circumstance. And I like walked through the hallway. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And I grabbed the piece of paper and then started sobbing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. You, got, you did get a ceremony. I did. I got a maybe even more meaningful ceremony. So yeah. It's nice to have room. It was nice to have roommates during COVID. Oh my God. It was a saving grace for sure. I know a lot of people that either had roommates, but they like skipped town or didn't have roommates at all. Um, and it was pretty hard for those people. So yeah, I was very grateful during that time to have roommates and I'm still grateful to be able to live with my love now. So yeah. yeah. Is it just you two? Yeah. Just us and Moose the dog and Phoebe the cat. <laughs> oh, you got a dog and a cat yeah oh that's the best did did it help your creative process or did it shut down your creative process completely not living with your love but I mean well maybe that too but that (laughs) but COVID um it pretty much shut down my creative process not only I think because of COVID but I think graduating um being a songwriting major you're pretty much expected to crank out songs pretty frequently Um, if not for homework assignments, then for your own like junior or senior recitals, um, or classes or whatever. Um, so I was this past spring, I was writing songs super frequently and I have had been writing songs frequently for the past four years or actually more like 10 years (laughs) since I was like 12. So, um, kind of all of that coming to a stop and then also not being able to play shows, not being able to get together with my bandmates and having like the world kind of falling around me uh, definitely shut down my, my creativity in a big, big way. I basically was in a song rut until like four weeks ago. Um, and I'm just now being able to kind of get back into the creative spirit and, um, write songs again. And I wrote songs, I wrote a song like here or there, you know, through quarantine, but nothing that I was like, about, um, so yeah, it kind of sucked, but now looking back on it, um, I think I have like a much better grasp on my mental health and how to say no because I've been able to say oh I can't do that you know COVID um but now I can't really use COVID anymore as an excuse so now I'm I'm kind of learning to be able to say no just because I don't want to do something which has been so hard for me my entire life so um I think COVID has been a blessing and a curse learning how to say no that's I'm still working on that one Mm-hmm. But that's a blessing mm-hmm. if you can say no to people. I know. I don't know how people like do it on a regular basis because I can't. <laughs> when and and how do you break it to them? Are you uh, nice? Do you just say no? Do you not? Re- do you ghost? Like what's the what's your process? Oh no, I'm like the ultimate people pleaser. So I have to like just be completely honest and be like, you know, like 
I just like really need the night to myself or whatever it is. Like I, I can't ghost and I can't just be like, no scent. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, yeah. I, I have to like, uh, when I do say no, it's usually because like I need to go do something else or I just need time for myself usually is what the answer is. So yeah. So you're uh, honest. Yeah, I try to be as honest as possible. <laughs> Honesty is the best policy. <laughs> yes. Um, what's it like? What was it like being a songwriting major? They didn't have that program, I think, until my senior year or maybe even the second semester of my senior year. So it wasn't an option for me going there. Right. But what was what was that like? I mean, was it like you had a quota of songs to write per semester? Were you given topics to write about? Was it very free like hey just write I mean what was what was it like um I guess it kind of varied on the class and the professors but you um as a songwriting major like when you start out you take you know your usual like voice lessons and then whatever your main instrument is so either like piano or guitar lessons um and once you get past that, you start into songwriting lessons, which are an hour long. And it's either with one of like the three main songwriting professors at CU, which is either Matt Hoffman, Owen Quartz, or Doug Krauss, who just recently retired. Yay, Doug. Yeah. Um, and so I um, got matched with Matt my first semester and we clicked so well that I just stuck with Matt the, my next four semesters until I graduated. And then he ended up being, um, my producer and, um, engineer for my album. And we're like best friends now. Oh, <laughs> and I love that man and his family and his dog <laughs> and his little studio. So it's great. Um, but yeah, like you start out taking um, beginner songwriting classes and then intermediate and then advanced. And then you also have these lessons on top of it. And so basically, if you're not writing a song every week, you're at least like practicing your repertoire every week or editing um, or bringing in a new song to your professor. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the time, it's usually you propelling that schedule. Okay. Um, which I really prefer rather than, well, I love deadline. I love a good deadline. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It helps the creative process for me for sure. But um, I also loved kind of being in control of the lessons a little bit and being like saying like, Hey, I, I have this verse that I came up with last night. Can I show it to you? Can I get some critique on it? Um, or like I have a new song or, hey, can I just like run through my junior recital repertoire for you and like get feedback on everything? Yeah. So it was it was pretty cool. Um, and just also being pushed in that way constantly is great. Yeah, well, I'm sure that's neat too, to be able to bring in your songs. I mean, I, I, lo I did, you know, was a jazz piano major and I loved doing that. And I loved that I was getting that instruction on piano every week, but thinking back, how cool would it have been if I had somebody patting me on the back, like, Hey, go write an awesome song this week, do something for your career, like what you want to do, what you're in right now. That must've been cool to have sort of a, a guidance person yeah. advisor with, you know, where you're doing your career. Cause you're a songwriter. That is literally exactly what you do. Not something to apply to what you do. It's exactly what you do. Yeah. 
it was great. I remember when um, I was looking at CU to go to school, um, I was like so enthralled in the fact that I could be a songwriting major. And I was actually double major, so songwriting and music business. And I was so happy that I was able to have that creative side to my classes because if I had just been a business major, it would have been miserable for me. <laughs> right. Um, so I loved it. Um, it's just so great. I can't believe they offer it and I love it. And what was the emphasis speaking of business? How much emphasis did you get on the business side? Do you feel like you're well-equipped on the business side? Do you think that that's a whole or something that you're really, really good at? What was that aspect of it like? Yeah, I think I, they definitely, um, made sure we are all well-equipped and like ready to go into the real world, but I definitely wish I had paid attention more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> because like now I'm having like some big meetings and, um, they're asking like, oh, what are you doing to promote your album? And I'm like, <laughs> I learned this in school and now I'm flailing, (laughs) you know? Uh, So I think they definitely, I, I feel like I have the information inside my brain somewhere, but it's just the matter of finding said information, filing it, and then going back and being able to find that file. (laughs) Right. Right. It's not, it's not as organized as the desktop probably no no you know like that one episode of spongebob where you see the inside of his brain and it's just a bunch of mini spongebobs yeah looking through like file cabinets and they're all just like screaming i feel like that's what my head is sometimes (laughs) (laughs) that's great that's good i had forgotten about that spongebob episode but i've seen them all we all have our in oh yeah between 20 and 30 years old you've seen every spongebob episode oh you have probably twice (laughs) yep you know all those ukulele songs whatever (laughs) so you have a podcast of your own i do the songwriter diaries um and i oh and i was on it which was awesome too i was was gonna ask about that um and it was awesome to chat with you and caroline how did the podcast get started and how long have you guys been doing it um so the podcast kind of started as a joke we were like I got really into podcasts about like three years ago um when I moved to Denver from Santa Fe New Mexico and I love um Song Exploder and like NPR All Songs Considered like music podcasts and I wanted more I wanted to listen to more podcasts specifically about the songwriting. Um, And so one day I think we were in um, maybe like publishing with Benham. Uh, Caroline and I were like, we should just host our own freaking podcast. And was kind of like, yeah, like sure that might happen. (laughs) And then it happened. And I, and then we have it recorded on the first episode of season one, Caroline States. Yeah, this might, not last very long and now we're on season five (laughs) how many episodes is that um well we keep our seasons relatively short which is kind of uncommon but i we just like it that way it's a little easier for us to kind of mentally map but each season is around eight to ten episodes so that's like 50 episodes oh my gosh Mm -hmm. at the most it's probably more like 40 but yeah 
I wish I mapped it like that. I've been doing it every week or every other week since it started and it's constant, right? It's constantly, there's something to do for the podcast, but I like, I think I might like that method where you just spend mm-hmm. all your time on it for a few weeks and then. Yeah. Then and you- then you just schedule the podcast to go out and then you're like, Oh, got to post about it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And are you going to keep, you guys are going to keep doing it? No plans to stop. Yeah. No plans to stop so far. Um, we're, I'm really excited for March because we're planning on doing a women's history, um, month season. So with all female identified songwriters, um, again, I don't know if I was supposed to say that. So if Caroline listens to this podcast and she finds out, she might yell at me, but <laughs> you know really what? If, if she yells at you, then her invitation to be on this podcast is officially going to get revoked. You can- <laughs> she won't yell at me. <laughs> um, what are some, what are some of the, because you're talking about talking about specifically about songwriting, which is a cool angle because so many podcasts, um, you know, this one, for instance, we just get on the line and bullshit for, 30 minutes to two hours, you know, but you do actually talk about songwriting. What were some of the podcasts that you listened to that influenced you? Yeah, for sure. Song Exploder. Um, I forget the name of the host of that one, but that is a great one. Um, they have guests like Lindsay Buckingham, Phoebe Bridgers, um, Laura Marling, like top top tier songwriters and um on one of on one of the drives this past summer to Oregon from Colorado um Colin my partner and I were just we listened to like pretty much almost every single episode of Song Exploder and it was just like mind-blowing especially the Nathaniel Rateliff episode it's so good I love Nathaniel Rateliff with my entire being yeah um that one npr um all songs considered is great too it doesn't really go into the songwriting but it's more just like um like what's up with music now which i like yeah and um uh that's pretty much it i love middle class rockstar i honestly listened to it before we started songwriter diaries and before before i even really knew you and so I'm like, oh, I'm on it now. <laughs> You're on it now. Thank you. That means that that means a lot. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, cool. That's you're you're putting out music under under all the all capital Ellsworth. Yes. Say your own name. Also, that's your own name. <laughs> you're still doing things with Sister Neapolitan. You're doing the podcast. And to chat about Sister Neapolitan a little bit more. Yes. Uh, give us the the brief rundown of your bandmates in that because it's the three of you sing beautiful harmonies uh it just it's outstanding you should be playing at the americana awards at the ryman or something oh uh, and it's great stuff so give give us some background on that and you know what i'll have to at some point play a little excerpt of you guys singing uh on my tunes because you're gonna oh do with me so i've got to like so long ago and it's still not out. So I'll play a little clip of that too so they can hear My you. My gosh, please do. Backing oh. But tell me about, tell me more about that band. Yeah, so um, I got approached by my hometown folk festival, Sisters Folk Festival in Sisters, Oregon in the summer of 2018 or more like the spring of 2018. And Lana, Katie and I had kind of that spring just started playing music together and kind of exploring writing together and whatnot 
And so when I got asked to play the um, Sisters High School alumni stage uh, for the festival, I was like, well, why don't I like, why don't Katie, Alana and I all do it together? And so I was like, hey, do you guys want to play the show with me? And they were like, sure, that sounds great. And we kind of just threw songs together. And honestly, that was not a great performance, <laughs> but it's fun to look back on it now. And um, we originally were called Brother because we all, not Katie so much, but Alana and I um, love to go, mm, what's up, brother? <laughs> and call each other brother a lot of the time so we were like what if we went by the name brother and I yeah. personally really loved it but I love Sister Neapolitan more um, and after um, the show we were having lunch with my my mom and one of her college friends or college best friends from way back when and um, my mom was like instead of brother what if you did like sister something and then her friend Brenda was like, yeah, what if you did something like with your hair color, like Neapolitan? And then I was like, what if we did Sister Neapolitan? And we all were like, whoa, there it that's is. it. <laughs> yeah. So we're Sister Neapolitan now. And um, yeah, I love the music we make together. I'm so immensely proud of it. And um, we were featured on Indie 1023 um, for the month of May. Uh, our two singles that were out at the time, Time to Grieve and Lullaby were played. And it was just like so surreal hearing us on the radio. And um, yeah, I play, we all play guitar um, and Katie and I play guitar mostly in the band, but Alana's starting to play it live now too, which is super fun. And um, yeah, we sing in harmony pretty much 90% of the time. And, uh, yeah, I love Sister Neapolitan. You know, this is maybe, this is one of the most highly efficient interviews I've ever done, I think, because I wrote down this whole, like, sheet of things to talk about, and we just went <laughs> bang, 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 <laughs> including getting to chat about Sister Neapolitan. Go to Sister Neapolitan, folks. We'll have all the links in the show notes. But I do want to ask you one more thing I just thought of. Um, yeah as we've been talking about school and business and this and that, you've got these songs, this collection of songs coming out on the 29th. Yes. Uh, what, what are you doing promotion wise? What's your strategy there? I mean, do you, are you printing socks with download cards in them? What's the thing? Oh, I kind of love that idea. <laughs> are no, you doing that? <laughs> no, please take it. Please take it. <laughs> I love that. I've always wanted to sell socks as merchandise. Like when I was 11, I had this idea. I was like, oh my God, socks as merchandise. And now people do it, but now I just really want to do it for myself. Um, so that's a great idea. But um, <laughs> uh, honestly, I had a meeting the other day with um, a friend of mine and um, she was like, yeah, what are you? She's kind of like, helping me and she was like yeah so what are you doing to promote the album and I was like I don't I I don't really have my ducks in a row and I guess this podcast is one of the things I'm doing to promote the album which is oh. great so thank you for having me on this is so great thanks for coming on yes um I guess um I'm having uh, I did three singles before the album release um 
And then I'm gonna have some music videos coming out uh, soon. So, and I haven't told anyone that, so that's, I'm leaking it. And uh, so I have, I have music videos coming out, singles. Um, and that's pretty much it for right now. Um, I'm trying to promote as much on social media as possible. I This woman the other day told me that um, my social media needed some love. And I she was like, why don't you post as much? And my answer was because I don't wanna be annoying. And she said the most brilliant thing. She said, you need to disconnect Megan from Ellsworth a little bit, not a hundred percent because Ellsworth is Megan and Megan is Ellsworth, but right. Megan might be a little afraid to post on social media because she doesn't want to bother people, but Ellsworth needs to be out there and in front of people and on stage and sharing her life and her music and her story. And she said, your songs are personal. So Ellsworth needs to be personal. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's so true and so if you've noticed i've posted two days in a row (laughs) you probably haven't noticed (laughs) no one's probably noticed but i'm like trying to do that more and honestly i don't have a plan and that's probably not good but i'm just rolling with the punches and trying to make music my life 100 and uh get away from my day job as a podcast producer and um just i'm 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 trying i might be flailing but you know i'd rather be flailing than not trying at all you know there's who knows how to correctly promote something anyway i think you're promoting it the exact way you're going to land on something that works you're going to keep putting out great tunes and uh and something and something will just something will just work maybe we're putting too much emphasis on on the release strategy i don't know right I don't know either. <laughs> I relate to you 100% because oh. I very much just want to put out the song and be like, okay, everyone go listen to it. I'm going to go start the next one. Yeah, right? And we'll meet back here in like three or four months. Is that cool? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yes. Uh, That's so accurate. <laughs> well, did we did we leave out anything? Um, I don't think so. I think we, yeah, I think we did great, and it's not I that we, we it's not like we can't do this again. You know, we can do it. I know. Time. Let's do it again. This so. is so fun. I'm like rarely a guest on podcasts. I'm always in your seat. So I know. I know. It's weird. It's. I felt the same way on yours. Yeah. Like, why are you asking <laughs> me questions? This is. <laughs> that's not. That's not your job. That's my job. <laughs> uh, well, I, I'll hit the pause button. But if you would stay on the line with me for just oh, a, yeah. another minute. Yes. Um, but thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward You're to so welcome. chatting with you again soon. Me too. Thank you for having me on. This has been an honor. Um, everybody go listen to my singles and stream my album when it comes out. <laughs> and listen to the podcast, Songwriter Diaries. We'll have all the links oh, yes. in the show notes. Great. Thanks, Andy. Thanks. <laughs> all right. There you have it. Thanks, Megan. Thanks for coming on. I sure appreciate it. It was great chatting. Uh, with her and it was just a it was a fun interview so thanks Megan I appreciate it very much Um, we're going to play out this episode with a premiere of Ellsworth's new single which will be out tomorrow 
January 22nd, and it's called Dear Rosie. Uh, Once again, if you want to support the podcast in a monetary way, I'm on Patreon at patreon.com slash Andy Sido, S-Y-D-O-W. And for as little as $3 a month, you can help support and make sure that um, I can keep growing this and keep doing what I'm doing with music and podcasts. If you want to support in a not monetary way, that's totally, totally fine, too. The best thing you can do is go to Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, and rate and review. Or just go follow me at uh, Andy, S-Y-D-O-W, on Spotify or on YouTube. Follow the channel. That helps a lot, too. Thank you so, so much. And if you have uh, any questions, comments, concerns, hate mail, or death threats, you can direct them to me at middleclassrockstar at gmail.com. Here's Dear Rosie. Dear Rosie, do you remember that night we spent together? Nothing happened, just a kiss to your neck. I held you closer, you held your breath. Weary eyes with tangled hair in mine. Scrunchy fell to the floor, socks at the end of the bed. Thank you.